Hello and welcome along to another episode here at Third and Goal. I'm going to guide you through this one. I'm Dan and I am joined now by Northern and Northerner. Rob, Jamie, how are we doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, Dan. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure to hear your accents and realise how grateful I am to live where I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, guys. How's it going? Jamie, you okay? Yeah, good, man. Good, man. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. So we decided today to have a look at power rankings, I guess. So the three of us have sat down individually and come together with our power rankings of all 32 teams here in the NFL and looked at where we slot them. We then sent them in. We've compiled them together, come out with where we as a pod feel the teams are. And I think we're just going to have a little run through, reverse order perhaps, um, <clears throat> and just see where the, some big differences are, some similarities are, and, and that kind of thing. Um We've done this kind of teams as they are, so we've not factored in schedule, we've not factored in divisions and things. We've kind of looked at, I guess, how strong each roster is and the setup and the coaching staff and and that kind of thing right now. So we're not saying the bottom team's going to get the first pick and the top's going to win it all. It was just a case of who do we feel were the stronger teams and outfits and organisations here. So let's kick it off. <clears throat> Down at 32. Jamie, Rob, you guys both agreed on this. 32, Houston Texans. Which one of you wants to tell us why you've got them at 32? Yeah, I'll go for this one. Um, I just think it's they've got nothing on the roster. Um, I think they've decided they're going to show a bit of faith in Mills and sort of the starting job is his, basically, to, to obviously see how they can develop him in the second year. But I don't see a great deal of uh, you know improvement on the roster. Right. Similar thoughts, Rob? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm guessing you guys might have been the same. I think when, well, you sort of know which teams are going to be at the top end, which teams are going to be at the bottom end, and which teams are going to be in the middle. But then how you sort of slot them all into those areas is quite difficult. And the Texans are obviously one of those teams that are going to be in the, the bottom um, echelon for mm. everyone, I'm guessing. Maybe not quite as bad as 32. Um, they had nine draft picks. They got some solid um, day one starters in the draft as well. So I think they probably have improved, but they're still the Texans. Um, and Davis Mills, he was a, you know, he shone last year, I think, when he was called upon and <laughs> did a great job. But is he going to be the long-term answer for them? And like Jamie says, even though they picked up some solid day one starts through the draft, um, they're still going to be in for another season of struggle, I think. So, um, yeah, I put them there. So the difference on that is I've got them at 31. So similar chain of thought to you guys, but our team that comes in at 31 is who I had at 32. And I'm sorry to say, Rob, but it is your Atlanta Falcons now. Both of <clears> you guys... Robert 29, Jamie at 28, a little bit higher on than I am. Um, I just feel with new QB, no Calvin Ridley, no real running back other than a 30-year-old Cordell Patterson. Defense now about Oli Uken. <clears throat> I don't know. I just feel like they're in a pretty poor position right now. That's why I had them at 32. Please persuade me otherwise. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously I had them higher up in mind, but we've averaged all the positions out so that we can get a consensus power ranking for the draft, uh, for the pod. And obviously part of that consensus is they've ended up 31st on the board. I actually think we've improved this year. Um, we've obviously downgraded at quarterback, losing Matt Ryan. Um, Marcus Mariota is going to be a serviceable average quarterback at best, I would say. There is the chance that, you know, this quality that everyone hoped he had when he was drafted, maybe it's still there and it can, it can shine for us. Desmond Ridder at uh, rookie minicamp is actually looking quite good. Um, so, you know, there's maybe some hope there. Now we've got Drake London. We've, our wide receiver room was an absolute mess, but you know we've 
got Edwards now. Um, Tate. We've signed some decent players. Running back is going to be an issue. The main issue is we barely touched our offensive line, which was like a sieve last year. And I think we've made some decent signings defensively as well. So, yeah, we are another team that's going to be at the bottom end of power rankings and on a losing, uh, we're going to have a losing record, that's for sure. But um, I'm actually quite comfortable and content with the way that we've started this rebuild and the roster starting to come together. And I think, you know, from 2023, things could be a lot better. But yeah, it is going to be a difficult season for us this year. Fair enough. So, I heard enough there. Come on. 30. Uh, combined between us all, we come out of the Carolina Panthers. I had him at 30. Robert Adam at 31 because he had to fit a few teams behind his Falcons. Uh, but Jamie's differential here of, what, four places? You had him up at, at 27. Is that purely because of the, the McCaffrey and DJ Moore type element they've got there? Yeah, I just think it's those those two sort of blue chip pieces as they were. If McCaffrey comes back healthy, it's a ground running for more than a few games. I think they're going to pick up and scrape enough, you know, enough wins to finish above the likes of your your Jaguars, your Bears, possibly the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that they do have those those couple of bits of quality there. Then we'll see them maybe leapfrog a couple of those teams. Uh, I know you've got obviously the the quarterback situation there isn't isn't great. Um, I still think Baker Mayfield could end up there before the start of the season. Um, but I don't know. I just think those those two those two pieces, as you say, DJ Moore and uh, and McCaffrey. If both of those are um, you know starting every week, then they're, they're potentially going to pick up a, a couple more wins than some of the teams around them. Fair enough. So 29, rising up a few spots, I guess, from last year this time and time, is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Me and Rob slotted them both in at 28, kind of almost where they fell there at 29. Jamie at, at 31, I think, for me. They showed signs last year of being okay. They've added some good pieces, back-to-back first picks and drafts. Uh, seen them okay. Um, I think they're improving. I think their coaching system and setup is going to be better than it was last year. So uh, I don't think they're going to do amazing. I think they're set. I think the fact they played Chris Kirk a ton of money when they could have gone out and got somebody else <clears throat> better for for a better fee, perhaps. But they've done what they've done. Um, so I've got them slotting in there. I don't think the worst team in the NFL right now, as they, they kind of have been for the last couple of years. So uh, above the Jags from 29 to 28, Chicago Bears. So Rob put them at 27. I've got them at 29. Jamie's got them at 30. <clears throat> Pretty similar thoughts here. Rob, 27 for you. One spot up. Um, yeah, I think they're definitely going to be struggling. Um, <clears throat> they got some defensive backs in um, during the draft. Um, they were a team where I definitely wouldn't have put them any higher than where I put them. It was one of those picks where I could have quite easily slotted them in. A little bit lower as well, but I just felt like, you know, maybe the Falcons, the Jags, the Texans, the Panthers, uh, you know, maybe just a little bit behind them still. Although I wouldn't be surprised if the Chicago Bears were, you know, further down come the end of the season. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, especially with the loss of like Khalil Mack and people like that as well, which is, you know, a lot of talk about Justin Fields <laughs> and what they added or didn't add, sorry, to the offense, but they've also lost some big pieces on defense. So, uh, be interesting to see how that plays out for them. Up from the Bears, then into slot 27, we've got the Detroit Lions. And this is our first real big difference here. So on the Lions, Robert 30, I'm at 24, Jamie's 29. Jamie, you were hired near Rob, you know, sort of five spots off my picking. What was your thoughts? Yeah, um, on the Lions, I mean, it's just, I, I go back to the quarterback situation again. Um, <clears throat> I just don't think he's got a great deal to, to obviously progress them much further forward than they have been. Um, obviously, bringing in a weapon like Jameson Williams is all well and good, but he's not going to be fit for the best, best part of the season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can, I can see them grinding out, uh, you know, grinding out a couple of wins. Um, I do like the head coach there. I um, think he'll 
you know, I think you'll grind out a, a few wins there. Um, but yeah, again, I can't see them massively improving on, on where they were last season. I think they're another team which they're definitely building something and you can see that. And I think James <laughs> Williams, whether it's, you know, this season, like Jamie said, with his injury, is he going to play the first part of the season? Um, but, you know, Aidan Hutchinson falling to them at number two, they'll have been, you know, ecstatic with that. And I think you can see that they are the sort of they won a lot of people's hearts last year, and they're a likable team, likable head coach, despite how crazy he seemed last off season. Um, and I think they're building a team the right way there. But this season might just be, or I think it is going to be a little too early for them. So I was quite surprised actually, Dan, when I saw you that when I was compiling these and yeah. hashing out our consensus order, if you like, that you had them quite as high as twenty four. I did. I just think I think Goff's capable at the level. I think they've got Penny saw on that last year on the offensive line. They've added Aidan Hutchinson this year to the defense. They've added not just Jameson Williams, who, barring the injury for me, was wide receiver one in this draft. They've also brought in DJ Shark, who I'm a huge fan of anyway. I think they've got Hawkinson back fit. I think Eamon Ra showed out the back end of last season rather than early. So I actually think they have. John Day Swift's obviously still there. I think they have some key components. If you look at how settled they'll be now with Dan Campbell, everyone knows what they're there, everyone knows what their job is, they know what they're getting, plus the players they've added, and there's a few pretty real. You, know, you look at their wide receiver room compared to the Jacks, for instance. <coughs> you look at their running back compared to the Jacks, for instance. I'd take the Lions without a shadow of a doubt. Coaching staffs, a year longer there, settled. I'd take the, Jack- the Lions over the Jacks. So for me... Yeah, I think the Lions are going to surprise a few people this year. <clears throat> I really do. I think they're going to be ready for football early. Um, and I kind of had them at the top of that poor lot, if that makes sense. There's kind of, a, as you said, there's a top and a middle and a bottom. I think they're best of the bottom lot there. So I did remember 24. They finished combined at 27 for us. One up from them was the Washington Commanders at 26. Well done, Jamie. You and I pegged them at 26. Exactly where they should be. So to throw this back to you, Rob, you put the Washington Commanders at 24, the same spot I had the Lions in. So they've averaged out just one spot difference. But to you, why were the Commanders six places better off than the Lions? Well, I, don't, I quite like the Commanders' uniforms. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not keen on the uniforms, but... Um, you know, they've got Terry Warren. They uh, moved back in the draft and still got Johan Dotson. Uh, they've got Thomas at tight end. They've got Gibbs. comes back healthy, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I think the main question mark for them is going to be Carson Wentz at quarterback. But I think they've got some real capable pieces there. And that sort of same mentality again that, you know, if you look at <clears throat> the wide receivers, the tight end they've got, if he's... You know, he basically is a wide receiver playing tight end and Gibson at running back. I think, you know, that's a, that's a really good call for them. And you stand by the fact there's six teams better off than the Lions? Compared to, what, where I... Let me just... Well, I had the Lions at 20. You had the Lions at 30 and the Commanders at 24. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it changes <laughs> No, no. I mean, you know, last couple of years historically, they they have been, you know, six, maybe not six, but you know, well, yeah, five, six teams better than them. So can they sort of maintain that? Yeah. Differential, I guess. But maybe it's a little bit when you look back and you think, you know, there's certain teams in here when you look at. No offense, Jamie, but the Jets, the Lions, the Texans, and you look at how bad they've been for well years. And, well, I suppose the Texans sort of fell off a cliff after being in the playoffs. And I love this. The Falcon made one Super Bowl with any relevance recently, and that's it. Everyone else is a bad team. <laughs> Let's talk about how bad all the other teams are. No, but, I mean, they've been down, down there for a while. And they have, I yeah. guess maybe I'm just looking at it in a way thinking <clears throat> maybe they can't turn that corner so quickly. Fair. Fair enough. Above them, then the commanders, we go to 25. 
And we have your New York Giants. So 25 and 25 for me and Jamie. Rob's in at 26. I think we're all pretty much agreed there. They're going to be there or thereabouts come the end of the year. Um, they've got a few issues to sort. I don't think they've done wonderful from the draft. So uh, I can't even see them moving a couple of spots either side of that. I don't think they're the worst team. And they're not going to improve a great deal. So that's where they are. The next I personally team I- think 25 is going to be probably the ceiling for them this year. I wouldn't be surprised. I think, if anything, they're going to be further back than than that. I think a lot will depend on Kenny got a day if he bothers to turn up like he hasn't done previously. It will depend on if Saquon Barkley can stay fit and healthy. Um, Daniel Jones' performance is still, let's say, questionable. Um, well, he's playing for a contract now, isn't he? He's declined his fifth-year option, haven't he? So, yeah. yeah. So, so he's, got, he's, he's, he's got a kick on, but whether he will or not. But yeah, maybe you're right, Rob. Maybe that is kind of where they are. Um, above them, then, in 24... Seattle Seahawks. So Jamie twenty three, Rob twenty five, and me twenty seven. Who wants to tell us why they put the Seahawks where they did? Quarterback is one issue I think for them right now. Huge uh, issue. Yeah. And obviously at the minute, well, they've got rid of Russell Wilson. They're rolling with Drew Locke and Geno Smith as things stand at the moment. Whether they end up, you know, Jamie mentioned the Panthers going after Baker Mayfield, that would make sense. It also makes sense for the Seahawks, um, especially with the Seahawks being run heavy, you can just snap it to Mayfield for him to pass it off rather than try and throw the ball. Um, but, you know, they made some trades last year as well, which was like almost like, you know, was going to start trading away our most valuable pieces for picks, almost like they were preempting or working towards that sort of we're going to give up on it now because the rest of our division's so strong so let's get what we can and yep. try to be ahead of the curve next time it comes around yeah for me as well as the running back room I kind of brought in Kenneth Walker but Rashad Penny will probably lead the back room there he's not going to stay healthy all season is he Walker's <laughs> going to get a heavy workload personally I don't think we see Chris Carson take a football field again uh, with his injuries had so for a run-first heavy offence. And a quarterback that, as it stands, isn't going to be wonderful. Yeah, I, I mean, they've come out at 24, and the more I put them at 27, the more I'm thinking about it, I could have put them probably lower than 27, based on the fact they've got very little running game and very little QB play. Not a wonderful defence. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them fall a few spots from there as the year progresses. Yeah, I mean, things have just changed for them rapidly because last year when we were doing these sort of shows and we were talking about the Seahawks and that division and how, depending on how things shook out, any one of those four teams could have won that division and how it was going to be and how good every team was in there. And now, you know, you look at the Rams, the 49ers, the Cardinals, you know, Cardinals maybe dropping off a little and depending now, things shake out for the 49ers as well. I think this year you're saying the Rams are the heavy favourites of that division. But yeah, last year we were saying it's going to be so tight and then the Seahawks just haven't lived up to it and things are looking a lot grimmer for them this year. Yeah, they, they sure are. Uh, one above them, 23. <clears throat> Rob's spot on with 23 is the New York Jets. Jamie Adam at 24 and myself at 19. So we've got a five-point swing here. So... It's interesting, Jamie, as a New York Jet fan, you were the lowest on the Jets of the three of us. Is that, as Rob said earlier, you've been bad for a long time and your bias has been just used to it? I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's kind of old habits, old habits die hard. I mean, I think they've performed incredibly well in the off-season. You know, the Jets always win the off-season, is the old adage, and then it comes around to, it comes around to week one and then obviously doesn't go to plan. But no, I think it just all hinges on Zach Wilson's development, they've put everything in place yeah. to become a contender, essentially. They've, you know, to be, to be playing meaningful football towards the end of the season, you know, maybe not getting into the playoffs, but certainly being in the mix for a wild card. Um, but it solely hinges on Zach Wilson's development and can he, you know, keep a hold of this offence and, and, and pull the team forward. Um, made a big splash in the draft, like we discussed. Uh, free agency, they brought in the likes of Leighton Tomlinson, who's going to shift over to right guard. Um, 
And again, it's it's just it's going to be based on progression. That's all I can say. Is is you hope that we've got the franchise quarterback sitting there, whether he can deliver or not, and and use all these weapons that they've given him. They've certainly given him the opportunity. It's just seeing him do it for the full season, really. As a Jets fan, <clears throat> you've got to be ecstatic about how this offseason's gone right. It's been absolutely spot on. Um, like I say, when we went through the draft, you know, expecting we wanted an edge rusher. We got the edge rusher they graded in the top 10, obviously, when they traded back in for uh, for Jermaine Johnson. Um, and that was the that was the you know, you know, the number one priority. But to pull off taking sauce as well, um, and then getting you know the number one running back on the uh on the draft board as well. It was was absolutely spot on. So you add to some of those free agents that we've signed and they've, they've addressed every hole that they had, basically. Um, we've now got a tight end for the first time in 100 years. Like, you know, someone who's actually a functioning tight end who can catch the ball. So, uh, in CG's armour. So, yeah, I think we're going to... Uh, we're going to progress, but, it, you know, it just hinges on the quarterback developing properly, really. I guess that's why I've got my 19. I, I like Zach Wilson. I said that coming out of the draft last year on the show. I like Zach Wilson. I think the fundamentals of Zach Wilson is one of the better QBs that we had in last year's draft. Um, I guess I've got Matt High as well on hope and promise a little bit. I think they have done so well in the offseason. I think there's a lot of hype about them. I think, they're, I think they will feel the positivity around the organisation off of that as well. And I think positivity and winning breeds positivity and winning and I think they'll try and feed off of that this year rather than have that negative stigma around them that Jamie still attaches to him after so long so I hope I'm right for your sake Jamie no higher than 19 obviously but I'd, <laughs> I'd let you get to 19 it's in that grey area where you don't get a great pick and you're still nothing to play for <laughs> just keeps us just keeps us in normal yeah. you much. don't have to stay up for the playoffs and you don't have to stay up for the draft it's perfect for a British sport <laughs> football fan that is <laughs> um, above the Jets then coming out 22 myself and Robert 22 was the Pittsburgh Steelers I'm going to throw this one back to you again Jamie because you had them at 18 so again sort of four spots higher yeah I, I just think whatever they've got on the roster I think Mike Tomlin's going to be able to do a good job with them Um the, you know, they played the last two seasons with a statue at quarterback. They've still got decent wide receivers in the wide receiver room. Um, and they've addressed the offensive line as well, taking on James Daniels, uh, a guard from Chicago. So I think they've they've still got a decent chance to pull, you know, pull a good amount of wins together. Um, and yeah, like I say, I really do like Claypool and Johnson in, the, uh, in their wide receiver course. So I Whoever's starting at quarterback, whether they, uh, <coughs> whether they throw picking in from day one, um, whoever's starting the quarterback, I think they've still got a decent, uh, you know, a decent group to work with. Yeah, I think they have. G. Harris showed well. I think Pickens will come in. Uh, I think that'll be the end of Claypool, probably not this year, but I think into next year they'll look to cut or trade him potentially. Um, John A. Johnson was wide receiver eight, as we said last year in a PPR fantasy leagues with a QB that couldn't throw the ball four foot. So, if Kenny Pickett can do better than that, then I, I do think they do progress. Um, I just don't know the rookie QB and everything that that entails and the expectation around an organization like Pittsburgh. Um, I'm happy with that at 22. Um, and obviously, me and Rob are right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, above them, 21, uh, Fred, who sadly is no longer with us. That sounded like he died. He hasn't died, for those of you who didn't know. <laughs> Fred, if you're listening, sorry, I'm right in your obituary as we speak. So, New England Patriots coming at 21. Um, we're all fairly around the same mark about being spot on. Rob Adam at 20, myself at 23, Jamie at 19. Much to say on the Patriots, or should we keep going? I just think, oh, you know, for me... <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if, again, they fell a little bit further down come the season. Um, you wouldn't be surprised to see them five places higher up either, though, would you? No, I think that's the... That's, that's annoying, right? Yeah, exactly. Let's move I, did, I had all the teams laid out, and I'm going, right, that one's an express team, right, that one's an express team. And I'm like, I could have put the Patriots in there, 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 or there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was like, okay, QB's 
okay. You know what you're going to get. Wide receivers, there's nobody going to set the world alight. Running back room, there's enough of them that none of them are going to have to contribute much, but they're all going to do something. Defense is going to be sound. They got four easy division games, obviously, with the Dolphins and Jets in there. So um, they'll pick up wins, I feel. Um, just above the Patriots end, 21 into 20, we have their division rival, the Miami Dolphins, coming in at 20. I was surprised at your turn. You both had them at 21, and I had them at 15, hence the average of 20. Jack's playing with 15, or? Yeah, go on, yeah. I think Tua has flashed. Although he's made errors, I don't think he's been abysmal. I think there's QBs in the league that are worse than him. The relationship of rapport he had with Waddle, um, I think it's certainly promising. I think that will continue. They've added some <clears throat> decent running backs in Edmonds and Moser, and I think they'll look to run the ball a lot more, which will take a lot of pressure off of Tura as well than what they had last year in Gaskin and so on. And obviously they brought in Tyreek Hill. Anything that adds Tyreek Hill in my eyes and gets better. Whether you throw the ball to Tyreek Hill or not, think of him stretching the field and that opening up the place for Jalen Waddle. Or think of him stretching the field and taking the linebackers out of the box and running the ball with most of that. I just think all of that combined is going to take some pressure off to her. They're not going to be forced to throw it as often. I think they're going to potentially be able to run the ball early in games and try and get themselves ahead and manage the clock a little bit more and try and ease the, the on-clock scoreboard pressure, if you will. Um, defensively, I think the Dolphins are pretty sound. I, I think they're literally Adam at 15. They're a middle-of-the-road-ish team for me. Um, I don't know. I certainly didn't have them in the, the, uh, the last 10, but obviously, you guys disagree? Yeah, it's a, it is a tough one, and I agree with you, Dan. In, <laughs> the defence is pretty good, pretty solid. Um, I think two years ago, they were, you know, they were monsters and I think they probably didn't perform last season how they should have done but on paper they've got a, a good solid defence and offensively um, you know they've added Terran Armstead the offensive tackle um, Tyreek Hill they've got Jalen Waddle Mike Gazicki they've added to the running back room everything about them just screams that they're capable of getting in the playoffs but then I just look at two and I think after two years in the league and let's not forget we we love a bit of two bashing on this he is probably the one question mark that I have got over that team and he has got to <laughs> showing something pretty quick and I think this year with everything that he's got around him it's sink or swim time for him yeah, I agree. I just don't think the whole cohesive unit as a whole will, will be that bad, personally. So, uh, where would we go? One up from the Dolphins, 19, <clears throat> the Minnesota Vikings. So, I had these at 15 and 16, so they've come out the alternate way around for me. Um, and a few spots down, obviously. But again, quite a big difference because I was 16, Robert 18, Jamie 22. Yeah, I, I, I just I just look at them and I just think are they have they added anything more than last year? Have, have they you know totally was seen in the draft? Mm-hmm. Um, have they getting any better when potentially some teams around them around them have? I I, I don't think they have. Um, Kurt Cousins is he going to be able to perform the way that he has, or is he going to regress a bit? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just don't think they've they've potentially addressed much based on based on last year really and i hate their first round draft you hate it yeah i hate <laughs> why they could have had kyle hamilton at 12. yep yeah they traded out of that spot to the lions and then they picked up a different safety with the 32nd pick Losing. Losing? Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> what extra did they get? Like a third round pick or something? Like, I don't think they got good value out of that trade. 
No, I don't think they probably did. Um, I just think an offense with Kirk Cousins, who's above average, probably better than some take for him, Jefferson. Adam Phelan, for me, feels like he's passed away this year, but he's still there, and he's still a very, very good wide receiver. Um, still got Dalvin Cook. He's not going to stay fully fit. We know that, but they've got a real capable handcuff there in Madison. Uh, I guess they're hoping that Irv Smith comes back and can do that role as well. Um, I don't know. Hopefully they've strengthened the defence a bit. We've seen that, as you say, coming in. We'll see. We shall see. But again, they're in the middle of that middle back. I think we all kind of agreed on that to some extent. That they're, they're there. Jamie's probably got them at the bottom of it. I've probably got them nearer the top end of it. So yeah, I think they're all kind of interchangeable this time of year. Uh, just above them, then we go to 18. Uh, I had them 18. Jamie, 17. Rob, 19. It's the New Orleans Saints. So, although we had different numbers on here, we all kind of agreed pretty much that the Saints are, are going to be kind of middle of the pack. Yeah, they'll look to put them a bit further back, to be honest. But, um, yeah. Do so we go up or down if Drew Brees comes back? Down. Down, down definitely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Eh? We all kind of agree on that. Um, Drew Brees retired, and when he retired, he wasn't very good. So bringing him back is, should be miles away from their agenda, in my eyes. But yeah, if Michael Thomas is fit this year as well, the wide receiver room is looking, you know, pretty. Much, <laughs> uh, Did you see there was, there was a message I saw that said when there was that? I don't know. He was talking about coming back. For me, I think it's all a. I think he got a bit annoyed about people saying he was leaving NBC, wasn't it? So I think he just threw it out there. I don't think there's any seriousness to it. But someone put um, the whole Saints playbook went up online, <clears throat> and it was the Madden play of quick slants with Thomas one side, Landry the other, and Drew Brees throwing the ball. And that was it. They didn't have any other plays in their in their repertoire. That's all they kind of need with those two and Drew Brees throwing the ball. So um, coming out just above them, then we move to seventeen. Uh, and the Tennessee Titans. So Rob smack on at seventeen, Jamie sixteen, myself at twenty. Kind of a team that I haven't done a lot to progress, and if anything, have probably regressed slightly from last year. Um, obviously, the big trade of AJ Brown was huge. Derek Henry still there, but again, can he stay fit? They brought in Traylon Burks, who I guess is AJ Brown esque. But let's face it, it's year one. He's not going to be AJ Brown. We've got Ryan Tannehill <clears throat> potentially coming into the last couple of years. They drafted a young QB in. They're going, well, they're going to have Tannehill and they're going to have a wide receiver room that's not been there before. Robert Wood's coming back off injury. And help me out, can't think who else they brought him. Oh, Traylon Burks, rookie. So there's a lot they need to get through in, in training camp, I feel, to get those guys all on the same page early doors. I think when you look at the way that a lot of other AFC teams have sort of attacked this year and quite a few of those, well, the top AFC teams all look like they've improved and look real scary propositions. I think the Titans have regressed and I think they are now on a downward trajectory, unfortunately for them. Yep. Just about then, 16... Is the Cleveland Browns. Rob pegged them at 16. I've got the colours on the chart the way around here. So I was quite low on them at 21. Jamie had them up at 15. So you guys are kind of on much the same thought. I guess I put them at 21. <clears throat> because of the Sean Watson, the uncertainty. I think they're at 21 if the Sean Watson doesn't play. They're probably not if he does. Having said that, I don't feel they have a lot of wide receiver. With OBJ going last year, they've let Jarvis Landry go this year. I think they're going to be very one-dimensional, even with Watson playing. Um, they brought in David Bell off the draft. <clears throat> and in their division, I just I think they're probably the worst team. I've got the Steelers pegged slightly behind them, but I wouldn't be surprised to see the Browns finish bottom of that division at all. For me. And I, yeah, I had the Browns at 21 and the Steelers at 22. Yeah, I think about the Browns <clears throat> just seems a bit of a mess at the moment. And I think that's why they're sort of difficult to predict where they're, where they're going to end up, especially now they've got Watson. If everything with him blows over or you know gets finalised somewhere or another in the next few years, they've still got a chance to be a top AFC team. 
and build it that way. But I think going into this season, they could end up literally, I think middle of the pack is a safe bet for them. Fair. Uh, above the Browns, then we're moving into the top half again. We have the Arizona Cardinals at 15. Myself and Rob had them pegged at 14. Jamie was quite low, but we're down a couple of spots. You had them at 20, Jamie. Yeah, I just think there's a couple of things, uh, a couple of things going there that they could go either way. Um, obviously, Hopkins being out because of the suspension is not going to give him the best start. I know they brought in Hollywood Brown. Um, but I'm not a massive fan of him, if I'm deadly honest. Okay. And um, I think this Kyler contract dispute, I know they've, he seems to have settled himself down. He's reportedly wanted them to, to trade for for uh, for Brown. But okay. I, can, I can see the contract stuff kicking up again closer to the season. And I think the more the more sort of unrest that causes, I just, I don't know, I just can't see them, uh, can't see them moving forward, if I'm honest. I, I think they could regress a bit. I just feel like another team in that AFC West, or the, sorry, the NFC West, that almost don't believe they can compete, but don't quite want to call it a day either. They're just going to try and almost luck their way into the playoffs and see where they end up from there, almost, I feel. so. Um, <clears throat> they'll have their end of season crash as well. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll yeah. fall a bit towards the end of the season, as, as they always do. So, yeah, I can't see them, uh, I can't see them doing it. anything exciting. Fair enough. So above the Cardinals, we come to 14. Philadelphia Eagles, Rob Adam at 15, Jamie at 40, myself at 17. We all quite agreed there that it's probably higher than we would have been this time last year on them. I think bringing in AJ Brown is a, a fair help on that. I think it hurts. As they performed admirably last year, and I think Eagles fans will be hoping for a big step up from him on that. Um, but yeah, potentially they look a fair NFL organisation at the minute. I think that's why we've all kind of got them in that area. Agreed? Yeah, I sneaky, I sneaky like the Eagles this year. Um, I say bringing in AJ Brown is going to help Devonta Smith even yeah. more. Um, I think it's going to help him progress further. And then stuff like you know sneaking the Kobe Dean in the third round is an absolute yeah. steal. Um, yeah, get healthy, yeah. If he can get healthy, that that sort of thing, I, I think they're going to uh, they're going to kick on and be be half decent, yeah. So just then, one above the Eagles at fourteen, we have the Dallas Cowboys, their division rivals at. 13. So um, Rob had it at 13. Jamie had him at 13. I've got him at 11. Um, with retrospect hindsight, might be a little bit too high having lost Amari Cooper. I just think at the minute you know what you're going to get with the Cowboys. I think they're a fair team. They're going to be a playoff team. I think maybe the Eagles are running close in the division this year. Um, we all probably agree they'll probably sneak the playoff because of the way the divisions are and then not do much else from there because that's what Cowboys do anyway, right? Absolutely. So, uh, up to 12, we've got the Indianapolis Colts. Rob 11, myself and Jamie agreed at 12. So not a great deal of difference here, guys. No? No, I think <clears throat> they're a good team. Good both sides of the ball. Um, got Matt Ryan there now. Um Jonathan Taylor, a running back, obviously, is huge for them as well. So I think things are going to have to go their way a little bit, but they've got the quality to get to the, you know, potentially the last stage of the playoffs if things uh, go well for them. Yeah, the way they set up in the division, they should come out of that perfectly fine. So all being fit and healthy, I think the Colts will, will progress quite nicely. Um, 11, AFC West team. Is it our first AFC West? Uh, is it our first AFC West team? Yes, I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is, isn't it? <laughs> All in the top 10. Oh, well, they're coming at 11. You two had them at 10. No, me and Rob had them at 10. Jamie had them at 11. <clears throat> the Las Vegas Raiders. Boy, does that show you how tight that AFC West is going to be, right? <clears throat> Definitely. Even if, I mean, Jamie's the lowest on them at 11, so you've still got four teams of what we believe to be the top 11 in the NFL right now competing in the same division. I guess we was that way with the NFC West probably this time last year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But all of them have gone out, made acquisitions. 
there is obviously a possibility in the NFL that four teams from one division can make the playoffs. Do you think that will happen? Do you think it will happen this year? And do you think it will be that division? Or do you think they end up beating each other too, up too much? Anybody, take it away. Yeah, I, I, I think the wins are interchangeable in that division. I think it's going to be really tight. They're, they're going to, you know, they're going to they're going to take wins off each other. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's going to be extremely competitive. But I, I do think they'll, uh, you know, they're all going to they're all going to take take wins away from each other as as the season goes on. Yeah. So just above them, then into the top ten. Averaging out, we've got the Baltimore Ravens. So, Rob had them 12. I had them 9. Jamie had them 10. Rob's a little bit lower than myself and Jamie. How come, Rob? Well, we're not far off, I suppose. No. Um, we might have something to talk about, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> again, they're one of those teams which definitely getting into the top echelon of, of teams now, uh, that higher end and how do you sort of grade them? And I liked what they did in the draft the first couple of rounds, particularly Kyle Hamilton, Tyler Linderbaum. They got David Ajabo in the uh, in the second round, even though he's torn his Achilles. I just feel like they're probably not as polished as everybody else that's going to be in the top 10 for me. Well, I, I personally think... <clears throat> The injuries they had last year, especially in the running back room, uh, I think they'll be okay if they can keep them healthy. Mark Andrews showing a bit of tight end one. Lamar Jackson, people seem to forget how good Lamar Jackson is. Uh, he's only 25 as well. Uh, obviously, they lost Hollywood Brown. I think that's going to be a huge hit. They haven't really brought anyone in. So, Rashad Bateman looks like leading that wide receiver room. Let's face it, they're a run-first offense, whether it be Jackson or, or, or one of the combined backs. I think if they still had Hollywood Brown or a marquee wide receiver there, I, I think I'd have them picked a couple of places higher. Um, possibly favourites for their division for me, but I think what's stopping them right now is that marquee receiver, so I've got them down at around nine, so not a great difference between us. Uh, at nine, we've got the San Francisco 49ers, so Rob, you've got them at nine. Myself and Jamie here with a six-slot swing, which is... Quite unusual now we're getting up to the, the top end. So, Jamie, you had him at seven and myself at 13. Persuade me why I'm wrong, sir. Yeah, I, I, like, I like the Niners. I think they're, uh, their offense hasn't changed. Obviously, assuming Debo's still going to be there. Uh, more of the same from last year. I know we've got the, the question around who's starting at quarterback, be it Lance or Jimmy G. Um, but I think in that offense, I don't think it matters. I think if if Trey Lance has got anything about him, I think you'll be able to do, you know, you'll be able to run that offense absolutely fine. Um, and like I say, with, with a weapon there like Debo, I think they're, they're not going to have any problems putting points on the board. Fair. I was high on them last year. I had them winning the NFC West, even though it was an incredibly tough division. So I do like the Niners. And I just think. Jimmy G's still there. I think Jimmy G starts, to be honest with you. I don't see how he can't after last year and the previous year that he's had there. Unless Trey Lance is the enigma that some believe he is. I don't know. I just don't think Jimmy's done a lot wrong to lose that job. And if you don't start him, you're effectively telling every other organisation he's surplus to your requirements and you've just lost every bit of trade value you ever possibly had for him. So... I'd say you start him, you run through three, four, five, six games until a marquee QB goes down somewhere, and then you might try and ship him whilst he's still got some value if you believe in Lance enough. And keeping Lance happy, I guess, for that period of time as well is going to be tricky for him to do, if that be the case. So um, The majority of their team is built to be a contender for the Super Bowl. And we spoke about this two years ago yep. when it got decimated by injuries and it, <clears throat> it ruined their season. And then you look at last year and if they could keep everyone fit and healthy. And they started with Jimmy G, he got injured. Lance came in, got injured and wasn't performing. Jimmy G came back in, he wasn't performing. Lance came back in, he got injured again. Jimmy G came back in and they were both, if they 
weren't playing poorly, then they were getting niggles and injuries and it left them unsettled at quarterback. And I think this year, you know, having them both fit and healthy and whether it's Jimmy G or Trey Lance rolling the dice on one of them and hoping they stay fit and healthy and hoping they perform could do wonders for the season. Yeah, it could. I, I think they've lost a bit of running back room. I mean, they they are full on committee. They've got Elijah Mitchell, who we suspect will lead it. Trey Sermon's yet to really be seen. Jeff Wilson's there; can never stay fit. Um, they did draft in another rookie, Tyrion Davis Price, I believe. So remains to be seen where he is. I, they don't have that strong power back that they let most of that go. Um, <clears throat> And they are so heavy on that running game. I don't know. For me, I think they're probably slightly worse off than they were. And I think the uncertainty doesn't help them either in that regard. So, Yeah, I don't think they've got, like you said, they've not got a big workhorse power running back. But I think they've got enough on the field to, you know, when you've got Debo Samuel and Kittle as start, like for starters, that's not yeah. a bad couple of options, is it? And I think the running back room is capable, if not outstanding. Fair. So up from the San Francisco 49ers, we go back to the AFC West again, a second team, Denver Broncos at eight, Robert eight, myself at seven, Jamie at nine. Pretty much of a much just now. We're going to find with some of these. So um, added Wilson. Is that the Wilson factor for you, Jamie? Yeah, 100%. So it would have been a top um, 10 team last year, right? <laughs> yeah. Adding him there, I think you know it, it just instantly elevates everyone in that offense. Um, obviously, you've got the likes of Jerry Judy with his legal troubles. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen there moving forward. But they've got the likes of Court and Sutton and KJ Hamler there. Um, he's going to have plenty of uh, you know plenty of options, and I think they're going to be be there or thereabouts. Fair. Um, do, 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 do. After the Broncos, the third AFC West team in four, I think. Uh, the LA Chargers coming in at seven. Rob Adam, seven. Myself and Jamie Adam, eight. Rob, you got it spot on. How so? Um, well, you know, look at Justin Herbert. He's looking, you know, he's looking the part. Yeah. They've got plenty of weapons. They've you know, they selected a guard in Zion Johnson in the first round for some more protection. They got a running back in Isaiah Spiller, um, who will, you know, give them a different option to Austin Eckler. So, yeah, managing to get Mike Williams back in there as well. I just think, you know, we saw what the Chargers were capable of last year and they probably tailed off towards the end of the season. But I think, you know, they've, they've got all the pieces to be a competitive team at that top end so I mean they're in a tough division though we spoke about that multiple times this evening they're in a tough division that's going to go against them but roster wise yeah I think they're looking in good standing yeah like JC Jackson and Khalil Mack as well coming in I think they're two two really really decent free agency signings Um, after those two acquisitions I went out and and popped a few pounds on the Chargers to, to win a Super Bowl um, next year and seen all the moves that have happened subsequently I don't think it's quite as likely as at the time I thought it may have been um, but I think they'll make the playoffs and if you make the playoffs it's anybody's game from there and they're going to have some experience in there now so um, up from Chargers from 7 to 6 we got the Kansas City Chiefs so that's weird AFC West team not only were they all top 10 or top 11, they actually all fall within the five teams, 6 to 11. Chiefs still top of the lot. Rob Adam, 6. Myself and Jamie Adam, 5. Obviously, they've lost Hill. Are they top 2 or 3 with you for Hill? I would think so. Third enough. Last year, they just looked really sloppy at times and yeah. it was strange and out of sorts for them but they just didn't look like the Chiefs that would become used to so I think when you look at how they ended last season well started last season then they picked it up a little bit and then tailed off again in you know in the playoff I mean they never looked utterly convincing to me 
So I like what they did in the draft. I think they did all right. But I just think the way the season ended, you know, these are our really early look at power rankings. And I think now oh, we're yes. at the top end. There was a handful of teams that looked better than them at the last uh, at the last part of the season, probably still do today. Yeah, I think they talked about the Chiefs building a dynasty like I guess the Patriots did. And I think this is a huge year on that. I think they could be on the the wane from that. I think it remains to be seen what they can do a wide receiver. There's a whole new room coming in with Juju and they brought in Sky Moore in the draft. They had to bed that O-line in last year. And I think especially early on in the season, that showed massively that the O-line was new. Um, so hopefully they can have that a bit more set and settled. I think it's a big year for the Chiefs. I think the division around them has got tougher. They're not the team that they was either. Um, I think the pack's coming back to them, right? I mean, that year when uh, the Bucks went out and got Brady in free agency and then added everyone else to him, That before that happened, those Chiefs were in a tier of their own in the NFL. And that was two yeah. years ago. It wasn't that long ago. So, um, and now we're looking at them being what? fifth, sixth in, in our rankings at this stage and with points to prove even to hold on to that spot as well, I feel. I think quite comfortably they lose a couple out of the bat and someone like the Chargers or the Broncos behind them can put three or four wins together and they don't. They'll be slipping down on that top ten if not out of it, I feel. So from the Chiefs, I struggled with this one at five. We've got the Green Bay Packers. Now me and Jamie Adam at six. I struggled to even put them there. I was tempted to move them a spot or two lower, but Rob, you've got them three. Yeah. Are you a crazy man? <laughs> Part of this, as Jamie picked up off air before we started, was because I'd like I literally couldn't bear to uh, put the books in a section. Oh, I, I said that. So I put someone else there instead. You know what? They had a they had a really really solid season last year. <clears throat> and even though now you look at, I think what they're doing is they, when you look at the defensive tackle last year, Clark, he was getting double teamed because he's so good. They've gone out there and got a defensive tackle in the first round, which could free him up. I can see them trying to build a really strong, elite defense. It's I know. Alexander signed today. What? Jay Alexander signed today as well, didn't he? Yeah. So. I know what Aaron Rodgers is thinking forget defence let's make an elite offence but you know they've gone out there they've they've signed they've got a couple of wide receivers in the draft yeah that wide receiver room is a bit bland I guess you could say Sammy Watkins Alan Lazard Amari Rodgers Christian Watson um, they've lost Devontae Adams but I think outside of that when when you look at Rogers historically is is able to elevate those players around him as well. So yeah, I just I wouldn't sleep on him. I'm just gonna caveat <laughs> that slightly with yes, Rogers elevated poor wide receiver rooms around him at times. I also think Devontae Adams elevated poor wide receivers that were around him at times. Mm. Not having Devontae Adams there, the whole weight of that falls to Rogers. How many times have we seen Marcus Valdez Scantling get free because he's on the second corner because Devontae Adams is occupying cornerback one? Well, that's not going to happen this year. Yeah, no, I can see that as well. So you're wrong. They are not the third best team <laughs> in the NFL. They have <laughs> just a... Randall Cobb's their lead receiver. They are not the third best team <laughs> in the NFL. <laughs> it's Ram- not possible. Take my rundown of the wide receiver room. I completely forgot about him. <laughs> he didn't make your run down to the wide receiver room. <laughs> I had Watkins, Lazard, Amari Rogers, Christian Watson. And you missed Randall Cobb, the man that Rogers himself Rogers banged the for. table for, yeah. Yeah, I missed him. My bad. Good. You keep drafting this year and missing him then. I'll pick him up. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what he's going to get for him, but I'll, I'll have him anyway and blame you later. Uh, so at four, we come across uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Robert Five, myself and Jamie out for me, and Jamie agree all the way in now. Uh, it's just Rob that's been knocked out of sync by having the Packers so high at three. Um, so, obviously they finished, technically, 
I guess second last year, having been the losing Super Bowl team. Being at four for us guys and five for you, Rob, is is that a Super Bowl hangover? Is that just that little bit of that happens sometimes when you come into a year? Or did they overachieve last year and they're probably right where they should be? Yeah, I don't I wouldn't go as far as saying overachieved sounds a little bit disrespectful, but all right, you know what I mean. I feel like no, I agree with you because that sort of fits my thought process, but it seems disrespectful in a way. I feel like they were a good team that played well, but maybe nobody really expected to get there. So yeah, overachieved, I guess, is, <laughs> is the right word. <laughs> and there is Rob has done the full <laughs> loop and come back to the yeah, start again. I don't know. I was trying to think. I was trying to talk my way out of it, but I was just like getting muddled up. So yeah, you know, they're a great team. They're young. Um, yeah. Cool. I'll shut so, up. We come to three. Three is uh, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have them three. Jamie has them three. Rob has them four because he somehow believes the Packers are better than them. <laughs> Jamie, I, I'm not going to go into it. Jamie, you tell Rob why are the Bucks are three and why they're better than the Packers. Yeah, they've got they've they've lost no one of of note in terms of their uh, you know the skill position players. Tom Brady coming back obviously speaks for himself. Um, Gronk is going to turn up after training camp's finished and wrap up week one. And, yeah, he's out in the beers and having parties. Yeah, he'll miss the hard work. Again. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's going to pop up. Um, I think they're going to be fine. We're in the division, no problem. For me, better than the Packers for surely the uh, the Adams the Adams trade for me. Um, you guys have lost Marpet. Um, Dan, yep. what's your thoughts on that? Huge loss for us. Uh, absolutely huge. I don't blame the guy. The guy was a, a division three college ball player that the Bucks actually traded up. I think he went in the fourth round to us. They traded up to get him. He's the highest, I believe, division three college player to ever be drafted. Um, we had, I think we had two division two players on our O-line as well last year with him. So, when you look at that, that is coaching at the highest order to be able to do that and, and win a Super Bowl with those guys. He's had a few banged up. He's had a few injuries. I don't blame the guy at all for retiring. He's young enough. I think he could do it again if he wanted to. But I guess he said he'd call it a day and you have to respect that, didn't you? So, yeah. Um, I don't feel we're as strong as when we're in the Super Bowl. Russell Gage, I think, is a good addition. Robert agree. I think as a wide receiver three, he's more than capable. Um, I'd sooner Antonio Brown's skill set, just not in Antonio Brown as a wide receiver three. Obviously, Godwin's out injured. It depends how he comes back. And, and I feel we are a bit fragile with the running back with Leonard Fournette, who's going to get a bit of work. We drafted Rashad Penny. We have got Giovanni Bernard, but I think if Fournette has a proper workhorse back, and I don't think there's many in the NFL anymore, I think Fournette will be a workhorse back this year. Um, if he does go down, I think we become very, very pass-heavy, even though we will be anyway, but we become even more pass-heavy, even more easy to defend against. And if that happens in crucial games or a crucial time of the year, I think that could affect us. So I'd have liked to have seen a, a younger guy, a more direct runner than Rashad White, who seems to be sort of a pass-catching back a bit more, play that role. But we're going to be there or thereabouts. Uh, two, we round out the NFC. Uh, and finally, this is the first pick we've all been agreement on. We have the LA Rams. So we'll do this together. That leaves at number one, the Buffalo Bills. And again, we're all in agreement with one and two. The only picks we was all in agreement with. So, Rob, you go first. Why have you got the Bills above the Rams? Or what did the Rams need to do to have taken one spot for you? I think the Bills have got the most complete roster the fewest holes, the most talent. Um, I think the one glaring need that they sort of had was running back going into the draft so much so that a lot of mock drafts had them taking Brees Hall in the first round, um, which didn't happen. They went for Kerry Elam, um, yeah. which, you know, having him across from Tredavious White at cornerback is, you know, 
going to be huge for them. That's going to be an improvement for them. And even then, they managed to get a running back in round two in James Cook, which, you know, there's a lot of, you know, what was if fourth or fifth yeah. running back on most mock drafts and analyses and, you know, some people saying that maybe that's a bit overinflated because of who his brother is in Dalvin Cook. But they also drafted a punter, which if you can draft a punter... They, did. they didn't take the one everyone expected, though. They did, didn't they? they it was... Uh, oh, did they, did they take Arasia? Somebody else took somebody that weren't expected first. Okay. Arasia would seem to be the best punter in there. He's a left-footed punter. Uh... Bill Belichick, special teams extraordinaire, loves a left-footed punter. So the yeah. Bills have kind of, they've gone out and Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick this year, I feel, with their punting game. <laughs> yeah, but if you can get a punter that's, you know, going to help you on special teams as well, then when you'd expect that they're not going to need him that much. Um, yeah. But when they do need him, he's going to make a big difference for them. And another signing law for them is Jameson Crowder. Absolutely love that guy. Yeah. Um, He's going to be perfect in the slot for them. The one downside is, is can he stay fit? But if he can, he's going to, you know, he's going to be another weapon for them. And I think they went into the draft with the most complete roster and they had the luxury of just taking the best player available or just however they sort of approached it and just filling the one or two gaps that they had. But they could have really gone any position, I think. And yeah. I just, that's it, really. Fair enough. Jamie answers the second question there, then I said to Rob, why Bill's one? So, Jamie, Rams at two. What are they missing? What could they have done to try and be one? Um, I, I don't think, in sort of what Rob was saying, I think the Bills were the better team last year. I, I don't think the Rams have, Done a great deal wrong uh, in the off season. I don't think they could have they could have improved much. Um, I don't know what they're doing at left tackle with uh, Andrew Whitworth's retirement. I don't know who they've who they've they're planning on filling that hole with. Other than that, I mean, you've got Bobby Wagner coming in. I think that's a great addition for them. Um, Alan Robinson coming in at wide receiver is he an upgrade on Robert Woods? You would probably say he is. I'd say he could be if he turns up. Yeah. Yeah, but. At, I just think the Bills, like we said, have got that much of a well-rounded roster um, and they just looked unplayable at times last year. Um, so, yeah, I, f- I think they're going to be... Yeah, they're going to be your Super Bowl favourites this year. I agree. I think the Bills agree with everything both said. I think the Rams have improved on last year, which is scary when you think they are the Super Bowl champions. I think the Bills are the best team, which is why we've all got them at one. Um, the Bills just tend to have this hang-up and performing, and obviously they've got a very tough AFC to get out of and make the Super Bowl. I think the Rams' path is easier, and they may get there a little bit, a little bit fresher and, and lighter here trod on. So um, while we've been doing it, you guys, I've been, I've been on the phone and working out some numbers here, and I don't know if you can see on the sheet, but I've worked out the average for each division um, so the worst division based on our rankings is actually coming out of the AFC South. Their average team ranking position is 22 and a half, which surprised me because with the Falcons and the Panthers, two of the worst three, I thought the NFC South may have taken that, um, but they come in at 20.5. Uh, NFC North, NFC East, or the NFC least as it used to be, was now comes in at 19 and a half and 19.7. AFC East, 16. NFC West at 12. I think the Seahawks' deterioration affected that. As we've already said, the AFC West have got an average team ranking spot of eight. There's four of them they average out at eight. So <laughs> that's a, a clear, tough division there from those. Uh, and the AFC then obviously averages out 14.9 to 18 for the NFC. So uh, as we all believe, the AFC is top-loaded here in this format as we've done it so um a couple of bits of news i guess this week we've just seen today that philip Lindsay has signed for the indianapolis colts um love philip Lindsay, but can't help but think he'll just be 
in behind probably Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines and I think that kills Naheem Hines potentially. Um, <clears throat> and also seen today, I think that Tariq Curran, free agent currently, working back from an ACL tear and it looks like he may have torn his Achilles is the early reports, um, which they reckon is going to be kind of nine to 12 months rehab coming off of an ACL tear as well. <coughs> Anybody would be quite surprised if that's not the end of Tariq Curran, which is which is very sad because he seems like a really nice guy and I think most people were rooting for him to get back on the field and he hasn't been able to. So, Anything you guys want to add? Don't think so. So, not really. Radio, I mean, both looking at me blankly. Go on, Jay. Yeah, I mean, unless you've been living under a rock by now, you've obviously heard the, the whole Tom Brady uh, deal that he's getting the, the outrageous sum of money that they're going to be paying him. Oh, um, TV rights. Yeah. Unbelievable stuff, man. Um, so, yeah, I think that's him done after this year. Does that sound about right, Dan? Um, well, I haven't said they've said he'll get it and the job when he retires. So, they haven't put a time on it. I don't know. I think a lot will depend on how he performs. I think if the Bucks just miss out, we've got everyone signed. Evans, Godwin, Fournette. I think the Bucks would say to him, look, come on. Everyone's under contract now. Give us one more go and see. Yeah. I think if he wins it all with the Bucks, he may walk. He may go who else is ready and see if he can have one year, one shot. Uh, doing something that nobody's ever done before. He always said he wants to play the 45. He'll do that this year. One more year. Can he go to a third team and can he have one shot? If there's a contender that loses QB, let's say Matt Stafford's had a load of back issues, right? Matt Stafford in training camp early next year goes down with his back and there's a vacancy there. Do you reckon they couldn't pay Tom Brady to come in and do that job? Um, I think he wouldn't, he'd have a go at it. I really do. Rogers moves out of Green Bay. Probably not Green Bay with the wide receivers they've got, but I don't know. I'd say right now I'm about 70, 75% after this year, we'll call it a day, but I think there's a couple of scenarios where he may not. And what a testament to the guy. I mean, he's took, say, pay cuts. He's earned handsomely throughout his career, but he's always done a deal for an organisation to help his organisation perform. As a result, it's helped him go on and win seven Super Bowls, and now he's getting his just rewards rather than these multi-million contracts beforehand. And I guess these kids come into the game and they they see the money, and it was only a short career, and I've got to earn it while I've got it, and that's kind of agent speak there. But Tom Brady just shows that, flips that on its head, and says, "No, believe in yourself. I guess trust the process, help yourself out, and you'll earn it down the road." So you'd be glad to see the back room, wouldn't you, Rob? Yeah, not going to lie. <laughs> That's not even a... <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> not much thought I went into that. When he, when he was coming back. But... Yeah. Jamie being a AFC's fans probably had enough of him as well. So, yeah, I think it'll be this year, but we'll wait and see, I guess. So, anything else, guys, before we call it a day? No, I'm good, I think. Awesome, oh, Jay, good. You good? Yeah, yeah. Super. No worries. Well, guys, thanks for listening. By all means, do get in touch. Tell us how, why you disagree with us, which ones we got wrong and where they should be um, on our Twitter and so on. And we look forward to speaking to you all soon with another load of ramblings, I guess. But for now, thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Cheers.